Welcome to the Contemplative Corner, a quiet place to rest your mind and to renew your heart. My name is Phil Daughtry and today I would like to talk to you about the relationships between rest, joy, service and need. And I begin with a quote from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Jesus is speaking. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus uses metaphoric language in this saying. It's about two animals joined in harness for a common work. The idea was usually to pair a stronger animal with a weaker animal, the end result being something more than the sum of the individual strengths. The yoke that Jesus speaks of was crafted and not mass manufactured. It takes into account the shape and form of the distinctive animals. It's important that this essential piece of equipment, that that which joins together the strength of these two beasts, actually fits well, that it doesn't rub or chafe or cause unnecessary pain. Now from the data we have, we believe that Jesus probably was a carpenter because he was born into a carpenter's household. We know that his culture was primarily one of agricultural subsistence, and so the metaphor of the yoke, the harnessing together of strengths, is a very natural one for him to use in his conversation with us, in this wonderful invitation that he offers. The context in which Matthew positions this saying of Jesus is to contrast the teaching and bedside manner of Jesus with that of other religious teachers, such as the Pharisees. And in Matthew's account, the tension between these two ways of talking about God and talking about spirituality comes to a climax in chapter 23 with um, a record of uh, a scathing denunciation that Jesus gives to the contemporary spiritual teachers of his era. And in the NIV version, this speech is titled with the heading Seven Woes on the Teachers of the Law and the Pharisees. And all of these woes begin or flow out of the warning that Jesus gives at the beginning of the speech. And I quote from verse 4, Jesus says, They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. And so there is a context to this gentle invitation that Jesus gives. And the context is that people are experiencing spiritual teaching as burdensome, as heavy, as one size fits all, as an expectation that is unreasonable, that doesn't fit, that is dropped down from on high. And in his invitation... Jesus is offering the possibility that we can exchange that kind of yoke, the one that doesn't fit, the one that is unreasonable, for a yoke, an offer of harness, of companionship 
and support. And this yoke that offers, that Jesus offers, is a perfect fit for our capacity to respond because it's gentle, it evokes humility rather than ego, it brings rest, it is easily born and it is light because it is contextual, it is personal. So here we have an important point of discernment in relation to the nature of the work that our lives call us to. I regularly meet people who are ground down in weariness and despair by voices of unreasonable and hypocritical expectations that they have internalized and have assumed to be the voice of God or the voice of conscience or the voice of social reason. There are many of these harsh voices, these unforgiving voices, and not all of them by any means are religious voices. But I meet people, good Christian folks and others, who are exhausted in both mind and body, who have accumulated weeks of unspent leave, but who have convinced themselves that it would be negligent for them to take time off. I meet people who are caught up in responsibilities and roles that do chaff, that grind, that are experienced as joyless, and yet they trudge on through some kind of perception of duty or obligation, or perhaps the need to cling to an identity associated with the daily grind. But this is not the kingdom of God. This is not the voice of the liberating Messiah who whispers to us an invitation to exchange a burden that does not fit and cannot work for one that we can dance with, and one that's unique to our personality, our context, our abilities, and our disabilities. The gentle yoke, the easy burden, the light-hearted load, the distinct rhythm of the dance that Jesus invites us to, is a question of discernment. Parker Palmer puts it this way, Before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, I must listen to my life telling me who I am. Before I can tell my life what I want to do with it, I must listen to my life telling me who I am. When Jesus speaks to us about what our relationship with him is and is to be, and what our gift and role and partnership and ministry is and is to become, he speaks to us in truth, which is to say, through the prism of our actual lives as they really are and as he knows them to be. No secrets, no pretense, no photoshops. His word becomes flesh in the person and story that is the true, the authentic us. The more we listen to our actual lives as opposed to trying to make our lives into something we think that religion or culture expects of us, the more able we are to hear the beautiful and delightful invitation of the gentle yoke. This takes courage, a willingness to stand in vulnerability, and most of all, to trust in the gentleness that Jesus is. In his book on character development, David Brooks quotes Frederick Buchner, who asks, At what points do my talents and deep gladness meet the world's deep need. At what points do my talents and deep gladness meet the world's deep need? That's from The Road to Character, page 22. 
this question might guide us in our journey of discernment. And as I think about it, other questions flow from it. What am I good at? What am I good at that brings me gladness? Sometimes we can be very good at things that bring us no joy at all. How does what I am both good at doing and that brings me joy potentially serve a deep need within the world? And in the context of my personality, my story, my circumstances, my limitations, what might reasonable service look like? The kind that I experience as gentle, easy, light and expressed in humility. I'll repeat those questions again. What am I good at? <coughs> what am I good at that brings me gladness? How does what I am both good at doing and that brings me joy potentially serve a deep need within the world? In the context of my personality, my story, my circumstances, my limitations, what might reasonable service look like? The kind that I experience as gentle, easy, light, expressed in humility and joyful. It is, I believe, a beautiful invitation to think about the wonderful relationship between rest and joy, service and need. I wish you well in your consideration and contemplation of that whisper in your own heart, in your own mind.